Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Mental Illness, Mental Brilliance. I am T. Erica and I am exploring how my mental health impacts my personal success. Am I mentally ill or am I mentally brilliant? Do the two correlate at all? Is the fact that I have mental health issues dictate my personal satisfaction with my life? I'm trying to figure all this out. And I'm allowing you to follow along as I delve into my psyche, my mind, and look at the world around me. Recently, I read a book called Becoming, written by... Michelle Obama, our former first lady. I didn't really want to read this book because I felt that out of every person that I've ever been exposed to in the world, this is the woman that I have the least in common with. I felt that she has led her life intentionally making all of the right decisions which ultimately led her to receiving the glory and honor that she receives today and the respect from everyone. While I have (laughs) lived a life where I've constantly made all the wrong decisions according to society's standards. And I was like, I don't want to read about this lady going to Princeton, going to Harvard, marrying a senator, you know, just becoming the first lady. Like, what are are we going to have to relate? How are we going to relate to her? But I read it anyway because that's Michelle Obama. You got to respect her. She she deserves the respect that she gets, honestly. So I can't be hating. Let's just not be a hater, okay? Read the book. And I bought the book. And I read the book in two days. And um, I was right. There's absolutely nothing that I have in common with this lady. But it was still cool to, to learn more about her. And what I did learn was, once again, I was right. She has a method to her madness. She, she knows what she wants. She goes and gets it. She's very specific. She's very articulate. She's very aggressive. She's going to have it. And that's how her life is going to be. The only thing I saw that was out of her control was the fact that she married such a brilliant man. And in marrying this brilliant man, it's, I'm not saying it went against what she wanted, But in her mind, her vision for a relationship included having a close-knit family where her husband was there with her and her daughters. But because she married such a brilliant man that everybody wanted a piece of, she had to share him with the world. She acquiesced to share him with the world, even though privately she would have preferred that he stay home with her and be with her. And her daughters. But everything else was within her control and she controlled it. She made all the right decisions. She did all the right things. She got all the right results. There's nothing that went wrong. And as after I read that book, I'm sitting there like, God damn it. 
How can you live such a charmed life? And Tierra, why didn't you live such a charmed life? I begin to compare. And the comparison started making me wonder, is something wrong with me? <laughs> like, every time I think about a section or a chapter of my life, I can't find what was good about it. I'm always thinking, I'm glad that's over. I got, I moved to LA in 2012 because I wanted to prove to the world that I could teach how to successfully transition in life, start over in life from scratch in a new city, which is a big fear for most people. So I made videos along the way showing every single step. How do I save? How do I move there? How do I get a job? How do I make friends? How do I adjust to a new city, a new environment, a new culture, have adventures and try to create a good life for myself. And I did for six years, including giving away grants to women, interviewing people who have done the same to learn more tips from them so I can present to my audience, building a platform to help other people who are moving and transitioning in life and a support group. I did a lot while I was there. But now that it's over and I left that project, finally, after meeting dozens of people personally who have come to hug me and say, I would not be here if it was not for you. I would not have made a move if it was not for you. I would not have known that I could survive in a new place by myself, which was a dream of mine, but I didn't think I could do it. And I did it because of you. I've met those people personally. But now that I'm done, and I moved back to my home state of Florida, I think about that time, and I'm like, I'm glad that it's over. I don't want to think about it. I lived there for six years, so imagine six years of my life. Of course I have memories. Of course when I see the skyline from downtown Fort Lauderdale, where I live now, I live near downtown Fort Lauderdale within walking distance. When I was in L.A., I lived near downtown downtown L.A. within walking distance. The same distance, honestly. It's a less than 30 minutes walk to downtown Fort Lauderdale from where I lived. And when I was in L.A., it was less than 30 minutes walk to downtown L.A. from where I lived. So it's very similar. And I'll see certain things and they'll remind me, oh, back in L.A., I used to do this. Oh, back in L.A., this used to be this price. And when I think about L.A., I feel upset. Why did you do that project? What did you gain from it? All these people are thanking you and thanking you and thanking What did you gain from it? Why are you putting yourself out there? Trying to be a help, trying to be a savior, trying to be an inspiration. What about you? When you left L.A., there was no one to say goodbye to. All the helping you did, there was not a single person who wanted to say goodbye. When you moved back to Florida, there was not a single person to welcome you here. You had to get get a, a lift ride. Why is my life like this? Well, we can take it a step further before that. The times I went traveling around from city to city looking for different jobs. I'm glad that's over. We can take a step before that. 
when I was in um, undergrad. I'm so glad that's over. We can take a step before that and go back to high school. I'm glad that's over. Is it something in my mind mentally that's blocking any good times I may have had? Because I just feel that I was under a certain amount of pressure from middle school and on. And I was just looking for relief. And I have not found it yet. I'm still waiting to create my good old days. I'm still waiting to feel like living this life is worth it. I'm angry with my past. Angry with that girl I see who was so dumb. She was so dumb. She didn't know anything. She was flailing about trying to figure out how to swim and lost in the sea of the world. She had people around her who were just as lost as she was, so nobody could help. People were coddling her. People were telling her it's okay. People were allowing her to be miserable. And at this present time, none of those people are around anymore. And it's just me by myself. Why couldn't I have made deliberate choices like Michelle Obama that benefited me? Why is every month I struggle with having this grand vision that I want to contribute to the world? Most definitely. I believe that I'm supposed to help restructure and influence our society. Why? I don't know. Maybe I just decided it, but it feels like a natural part of my path of where I'm trying to be. And every day I work on it, little by little. What kind of government would I want to achieve? How can I best influence? How can I, how, what would I need to do to replace the current government with what of my ideas? Who do I need to get on board? Trying to challenge myself sincerely. Why am I thinking these thoughts? I've done everything wrong in life. It's crazy to me. Yet I'm still thinking that I alone will have an influence on our society. Not just an influence on our community, an influence on our entire society. <laughs> and I'm just not just imagining it, I'm making plans to do it. I'm making plans to implement it. I'm writing my stuff down. This is what we need. This is how it's going to go. Like somebody's going to listen to me. <laughs> but I'm still doing it. And there's no evidence from my past that will demonstrate that I could have the influence to do something monstrous and remarkable like that. I don't have no team behind me. Wherever you go, we're going. Whatever you need, we're helping. I can't rally the troops. I can't put out a call and say, everybody show up on this day. Nobody shows up. As much as I gave and gave to my YouTube channel for those six years, and even before, because I have 1,200 videos on my YouTube channel, and I have several YouTube channels, but the, the oldest one has 1,200 videos. 
I still can't get these people to show up when they ask me for a meetup. What kind of leader am I? What kind of audience did I attract? Where they would ask me to do something for them and I would show up. Hey, I'm going to be there for you because I'm supposed to be a leader. I'm a person that you come to for inspiration and for help and for guidance. And I'm going to be there and they don't even show up. Why do I keep trying? Why can't I just let this go? trying to I'm just trying to figure out why is it that my past makes me angry and reading Michelle Obama's book made me more angry with myself at the same time intellectually come on I'm not a Debbie Downer not all the time I do understand that every woman has their own path And that my path is probably worth something, eventually. (laughs) Because I'm surviving. But I want to be thriving. I feel like the work that I've done deserves some recognition. And deserves at least for me to be able to support myself (laughs) without stressing. Maybe I'm just mentally ill for real. (laughs) Maybe I'm just over here in the corner making all these plans to redesign society. (laughs) Doing all these crazy projects where I'm thinking I'm going to inspire people to live out their dreams by taking their fear away. By allowing them to watch me go through their worst fears. Of becoming homeless. My first project, the Rebuild Your Life project, I gave away everything I owned, became homeless on purpose, and was on the street and filmed videos about this is what it's like, this is what you do, this is how you encourage yourself, this is how you motivate, this is how you move forward, and gave away a rental assistance grant while I was homeless. And then, let's move to a new city. Let's start over in life. Let me show you how to do it. Let me tell you, you can, you can navigate. Let me, walk, let me encourage you so you don't give up on yourself. For six years, and gave away two grants. $2,000 grants for, to women. The song, We Don't Need Another Hero, comes to mind. <laughs> I'm out here being a whole hero. <laughs> trying to change the world, make it better. And I'm by myself. And I can't think of a single time in my past where I felt safe, supported, sane. And like I was benefiting from the work that I put in. I've been consistently striving. But how much longer can I strive? Strive means you're moving towards something. Your hand is out. You're pushing towards a goal. You're constantly in motion. Trying to achieve. I'm ready to achieve. 
I'm ready to reap some of the benefits. I'm ready to enter in that era in my life where I'm like, yes, it was worth it. I did have that impact. I was capable. It wasn't for nothing. I do have value. What I have created is appreciated. I can support myself. I am purposed in this world. Like I can tell myself all those things, but there'll be affirmations. They're not really truth. And I try not to lie to myself. I know my flaws. I know my shortcomings. I'm okay with all of them because this isn't a perfect world and I don't expect myself to be perfect in it. But at least give me some times in my life where I can say, hey, I'm proud of that girl. Look what she did. Hey, look at her benefiting. Hey, look at her prospering. Hey, look at her getting props. Hey, look at her walking in her destiny. What's missing? The only thing missing between the woman I am now and the woman I'm thinking of being I think it's just simply the ability to be able to support myself financially without stressing. Because I continue to do the same things I'm doing now. Even if nobody was listening. Even if nobody watches. Even if nobody supports. I will still sit down and think of ways to to shape society in a better way. And I will put it out there in videos and put it out there in classes and put it out there in ebooks and put it out there on my podcast. I just share, share, share. As long as I'm creating and doing my part, I feel like that's, I'm doing fine. But what stops me from really feeling that I made it or that I'm not continuing to strive, which is to reach for something I don't have, is the fact that I am constantly on the verge of wondering. Am I going to make it this month again concerning my bills? Hmm. Thankfully, I'm aware. But what does that have to do with me running from my past, being angry with my past, being frustrated with my past, being mad about my past effort that has proven to give me no result? I don't know. I wish I could have a thought from my past and go, hey, that was fun. That was cool. I did the right thing. Remember that happy time? I don't have any. I'm angry. I'm angry at my past. I'm angry with all the people that was around me. I'll be grateful if I don't see any of them ever again. I'm glad I don't have to see that person. I'm glad I don't have to see that person. I'm always thinking that when when a flashback from my past comes into mind. I'm so glad I don't have to see her. I'm so glad I don't have to see him. I hope I never run into that person again. wish it wasn't so but it is what it is that's who I am right now this is where I'm dealing where I am this is what I'm dealing with I wish it could change maybe my present is going to be my new past I 
I don't know. Something else can happen. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. But I'm sharing how I'm feeling anyway. You're listening to Mental Illness, Mental Brilliance. I am T. Erica. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon.